Soulful success, it's when you really tap into who you really are, your intuition, when you heal the wounds, when you heal the past, when you heal the generational like traumas, and when you can look and be fully unapologetically yourself, expressing your gifts and being abundantly paid. That's what I feel like it's really true soulful success when we can live from a place of knowing, from a place of alignment and from place of like there is this sense of I know why I'm here and I know what I'm doing makes a difference. So it's not just checking of your list. Like every day you know that how you are showing up, it's making a difference. Welcome home to Soul Shine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart-centered guest experts will be sharing through a multidimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution. To surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. Hello, beautiful humans. I am back from calling in my mountain hometown in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So the last episode, I was kind of at the beginning of my journey and uh, we were about to leave to head to East Asheville area and all around. And let me just tell you, we put over 2,500 miles on my car and we searched pretty much all over Western North Carolina in, I mean, dozens and dozens and dozens of towns. And the only town that both my husband and I felt like felt it was Black Mountain. Black Mountain, North Carolina, it's about, mm, I would say 20 minutes southeast of Asheville. It's fun because there's so many towns and they're all so close to each other and they're quote unquote highway driving, but it's not the highway driving that many of us are used to. It's like two lane, beautiful mountain views and everybody's going the speed limit or five miles per hour under. And it's just so peaceful. Like nobody's in a rush and cutting you off and mad at the world. And it just has a vibe. And Black Mountain, I can't even explain it. I just, it was such a feeling. And it's funny because in my last podcast episode, I was like, I think I know where we're supposed to be yet. We're, we're, we're going to go check it out. And I don't know if you've been listening to me, but I've just felt that I'm supposed to be east of Asheville. I've just known it. And this is where I'm excited to introduce our guest today, Petia Kolobova. And I, I want to, you know, the reason why I give these little intros in the beginning sharing my life experiences for my own archive purposes, but also to show you, right, that it's it's true when we have these impulses, when we feel that we just have this knowing. And even my my realtor in the Asheville area, she was like, you just keep going back to East of Asheville before I had even been to Black Mountain. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. And then, of course, Black Mountain Oh my gosh, I can't even, it's like farm country and mountain country. It's small, yet it's alive. It's eclectic. There's art, there's history. It's beautiful. There's a lake. I don't know. There's just like a little, like the downtown is quaint and also a funky and everybody's just neighborly. Everybody is just kind. And anyway, I want to share this fun little story about Black Mountain because, you know, I love to share the miracles that happen in my life. And I would say this one goes in, this is definitely in like the top three at this point of just a universal, massive miracle that cannot be denied. So 
Before I introduce Patia and share this episode on soulful success and unapologetic abundance, I wanted to share, right, there's so much that comes along with moving. I've never moved out of state. So some of you listening are like, okay, I've moved out of the country <laughs> or, or I've moved all over, the, all over the country. I've never left Florida before. I've traveled so much and to all ends of the globe. And yet I've just always lived in Florida. I've lived all over Florida. I've moved many, many, many times, been to many different cities. Yet I've never left Florida. And there's just this part of me that's like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. And of course, there's still the fear of, oh my gosh, I love my home. I love what I've created here. I love my backyard. There's so many things I love about Sarasota. Yet I just I just have this knowing that my time here is complete and so does my husband. So once we went to essentially every single town that we were planning to go to <laughs> that we still felt connected to. And after we had been to Black Mountain, we, we, we knew that it was Black Mountain. And then we pretty much went back to Black Mountain about every day while we were in the Asheville area. And we just kept exploring and driving and going to the downtown and meeting people and talking to locals. We had just met a, another couple who moved from Stewart, Florida, which is actually where my parents used to live who had only had, you know, been to Black Mountain for just shy of a couple of weeks and were like, we visited here and we never looked back. And it was fun talking to transplants and locals alike and hearing their feedback and what they love about the town. And anyways, so, okay, so I actually forgot about this one part that I was going to share. So once I knew it was Black Mountain, I can't remember which day of the journey this was, but it was after we had been to Black Mountain and I woke up. I was still, it was still dark because I was in a hotel room at this point. And I woke up and I can't, and my, I don't remember if my eyes were still closed. It was still like in my dreamlike state. I saw in my mind's eye, this cyan blue mountain range. And it was the Seven Sisters, which is the mountain range in Black Mountain, which with that has seven peaks. And I saw it in my mind's eye and I knew it. I It was like I was kind of dreaming, not dreaming, awake, not awake. I was just in that state of like pure presence and pure connection. And... I saw it and I smiled and I noticed and it was almost like my my higher self was was present and then my human self like acknowledged it and and it stayed there where normally I know I've I've shared this in a couple of other episodes I'm starting to see things in my mind's eye it's very fresh and it's always in this cyan like this cyan blue color almost like the color of your of your throat chakra, throat energy center, this like cyan blue. And it's just this electric blue color and everything else is black. And I see things from every once in a while. But usually when I see something, it's almost like when my awareness is there and it's like, oh yeah, I'm seeing something. It goes away right away. Almost like I'm attaching to it or, or I'm no longer present. So it leaves me. And this time I had that same awareness where it was like an excitement when I acknowledged what it was like, oh my gosh, this is the seven sisters in Black Mountain. And it stayed for several seconds and then it dissolved. Like it just was like, oh yeah, you're here. You've got this. You're picking it up. And then it just slowly dissipated. And I woke up just like, ah, this is true. And of course, the seven sisters star system is connected to the Pleiades. And I just started journaling and meditating and reflecting. And, you know, there's different ley lines all over the world. And I'm feeling drawn to this area. It feels like a very soul-led, you know, move. Like there's a reason why I am supposed to be in that area during this time. And, you know, when I was in Egypt, the Nile River is mirrors the Milky Way in the sky. And so I'm sitting here like, oh, my gosh, I believe this. The Seven Sisters mountain range mirrors the Seven Sisters in the cosmos. Like, I just know it to be true. I feel it. I believe it. And I have, and I'm like, okay, there's some sort of connection to the Palladians here, but you know, I don't need to understand it. I just am like, okay, I saw this mountain range. 
in my mind's eye, as I was waking up, it felt like this little wink that I'm on path and this is, this is real. And it was just so, it was just so fun. And what's funny is on our trip later in the trip, my husband was like, Hey, Linz, he never asks me this. So it was interesting. He's like, Hey, what are you going to paint when you get home? And I was like, I'm going to paint the seven sisters mountain range and the seven sister constellation in the sky as like an as above, so below painting. And he was like, Ooh, maybe you can sell them at the farmer's market or maybe you can become a new local Black Martin, Black Mountain artist. And I go, maybe, uh, which I have no intention of selling my art at this time. I, I've literally only painted two acrylic paintings and I'm not even done with the second one <laughs> since I started painting again. But it felt fun. I'm, I'm excited to paint that. So stay tuned for that one. And then Chad was driving us home. We decided after our time in Asheville that we were going to go to Charleston. We stayed overnight in Charleston and then headed to Savannah the next day. We took a different route home because we were further east than we initially were on our way up. And that felt fun because this is the way that we would actually take to visit our, our friends and family in Florida. So there's we get to go through St. Augustine, we get to go through Savannah, Charleston. It's just kind of more fun, more fun stuff happening over there. So we got to go to those towns, which we had never been to, which was a lot of fun. And so we're driving home. I can't remember which part of the leg we're at. And I'm like, all right, Chad, I'm doing the post. I'm posting it. And he's like, okay. And Chad doesn't really care. He doesn't care what I share online. He's just he keeps to himself and he doesn't care what I do. <laughs> he's always like, whatever. And he's never said, no, don't post that. And I love that about him because he's so private. And he's also like, he understands that this is my path, right? Like I don't force him to do anything that he doesn't want to do on social media. He's pretty quiet on social media. And, you know, part of my mission is to be myself and to share more and to be more visible and, and vocal and vulnerable the three V's. <laughs> and so I told him, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm posting it. And so I, I wrote it out and I shared it with him first, even though I didn't need his approval and he wasn't seeking to, to, you know, proof it or anything. And he was like, sounds good. So I posted our intention that we're selling our house and intending to move to Black Mountain and just kind of shared a little bit about our trip. And the second that I looked up, I saw a rainbow cloud. So not just a rainbow, but a rainbow cloud. You know, those are very few and far between. And the sun, I would say it was probably about, I don't know, at this point, maybe 4, 5 p.m. in the afternoon, the sun was starting to get a little bit lower and it was just a gorgeous start of the sunset. And then this rainbow cloud was happening and it just felt like, ah, oh, here's another sign. And then I got to share this with you. So I'm going to share what happened and then I'll, I'll, I'll backpedal and explain a little bit more. So then on the radio, the Fuji's song, Killing Me Softly, came, came on. And we were listening to No Shoes Radio, which on Sirius Radio was a fun one to be driving through the mountains with because they, I love, let me just say something. Now I'm going off on a tangent, but I want to say this. I love, so I was never a country person, country country music fan, although I do love all music. I'm, I feel connected to all types of music. I just never really gravitated towards it until I met Chad. And you know why I love Kenny Chesney? He's from Tennessee and he's so inclusive. And he, I mean, he had, when we were listening to the station, he had, you know, um, collaborations with Wycliffe and... Trevor Hall and Mishka and and like all of the Marley brothers and just so he just loves reggae and he loves island music and he loves folk and he loves I mean there was hip hop on the station and I love that it's the No Shoes Nation his community that he's built like his movement that he's built is just about like you know that same vibe, that neighborly type of vibe with that's just inclusive and loving and supportive and collaborative. So it felt, I never listened to that station and it felt fun. We listened to it pretty much the whole trip. It just, it was, it was a vibe. It was a vibe that was matching our, the travels, the vibe of our travels. So 
Fuji's comes on, Kelly Me Softly, hadn't heard it the entire trip. It was a little bit, I mean, like I said, they play hip hop from time to time. They'll play R&B and soul, but, but for the most part, it's more like island, reggae, country, folk-ish, acoustic-ish. So that song comes on and I'm like, oh my gosh, because we learned when we were in Black Mountain, there was a huge mural on the wall of Black Mountain Brewery when we were in the downtown area of Roberta Flack. And she is the original artist of Killing Me Softly. And she is no longer with us in this earth plane. She's a Grammy winning uh, award winning artist. And you'll you'll know many of her songs if you, you know, Google her. But she was the original artist of Killing Me Softly. So I want you to take this in for a minute. I just do a post about our intention to move to Black Mountain. I see this rainbow cloud. The sun and sky are parting like, you know, God is just <laughs> raining all of his and her and glory all upon us. And Killing Me Softly comes on, which is a song written by a woman who was born in Black Mountain, North Carolina. I mean, hello. Cannot make this up. Didn't hear the song prior and did not hear. I haven't heard the song since. It was right after I did the post. This is, these are the moments and I'm excited to get into this episode with Pedia because, you know, the episode's all around soulful success and unapologetic abundance. We talk about self-worth, right? We talk about energy. We talk about intuition. This is it right? This is, these are the moments. I will never forget seeing the Seven Sisters mountain range in my mind's eye, waking up from the dream state while in my hotel room. I will never forget doing that post, seeing the sky, feeling connected to presence, feeling like I'm on path, hearing that song. And again, this is what I love to express, right? Like, even if it's not real, although I believe it is, I believe that Roberta was giving me a little wink. Like, I got you, girl. You're on path. <laughs> Keep going. This is real. I feel that and I believe that. And this is where you start to just become present to the magic, magic and miracle of life, right? Even if it's not real, isn't it more fun to believe that I'm getting, you know, signs from Roberta Flack from the other dimensions (laughs) telling me, yeah, you're right. This is where you're supposed to be, right? That is what this is all about. And this is why I feel so on path and on purpose and on fire and I have energy and I'm, of course, scared shitless to move. But like my excitement to move is so much bigger than my fear, my excitement for what's next of like, okay, why am I being drawn here? Who am I going to meet? What am I going to do? How am I going to shift? How am I going to evolve? All of that is so much bigger than like, oh my gosh, here we go. We're doing the damn thing. I've never left my family. You know, I've never been this far from my family before. I've never, you know, sold a house before. I've never uh, like completely sold pretty much everything and and left and 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 lived in a new state and started over and started new all of that I've never done that in this way to this degree before yet I'm so I'm so excited and just having these little signs which there were so many more on the trip by the way those were just two of the bigger ones I'm like okay I am supported I am supported and this is this is what Petty and I are talking about. I mean, there's so much she shares about attempted suicide in in her teens, miscarriage of her twins last year, just deep dark nights of the soul and how she's transmuted that into something more meaningful and beautiful in her life. And the, and Petty and I are new our new colleagues, newly acquainted colleagues. And there's so many and she grew up in the Czech Republic like right we grew up in very different parts of the world very different life experiences and childhood experiences yet there's so many synchronicities and so many parallels in terms of what happened in our life maybe not the exact experience but how we felt the resonance and what we did to meet that and move through it so that we could be at this elevated level of awareness and consciousness. And 
I love and Petia's Petia and her team reached out to me to be on the podcast. And once I saw a little bit more about what she was up to, I'm like, yeah, she's my people. Right. And this is how it works. This is how we continue to expand. This is how we continue to connect and collaborate and partner. And so I put in the show notes a little bit more about Petia, the ways that you can get in touch with her. She's got a new mastermind program launching soon called Richly Rewarded. So there's most of her world, right, is about understanding, truly understanding the universal law of manifestation, connecting with our intuition, right? What soulful success actually is, that that internal inside resonance that then radiates out, right? All of it, abundance, prosperity, right? Like this is, this is what Petia is all about. And I love it. I'm here for it. I'm excited to support her. I'm excited to introduce my community into her, into her world a bit more because she's doing some pretty magnificent things in the world. So that's what I got going on. And um, I'm really, I really hope that you enjoy this, this interview, this conversation, this connection, and would love to know how this is landing and how this is supporting you. So remember, if this episode is supporting you, I would invite you to share it with a loved one. And remember, if you haven't rate and reviewed on Apple yet, I invite you to do so to continue to share the love, spread the good word. All right. Much love. Catch you next week for another episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Soul Shine Radio. I have a very special guest here today. Her name is Patia. Do you want to say hello briefly to our audience? Hi, I am so blessed to be here with an honor and I just can't wait to see and feel what we are going to co-create on this episode. I know when you and I were connecting, well, what's really fun about this is I want to say you might be one of my first guests that I don't personally know or haven't had like a collaboration or an event together. And it just kind of, you know, your team reached out and it just felt aligned. And actually we've been kind of, we had the holidays, there's lots of exciting things happening in both of our lives. And so it took several months for us to kind of make this happen. And of course we know that this is all on purpose and there's a reason why it it needed to happen in this moment at this time, because I know, oh my goodness, it's been, what are we in? We're at the beginning of February and I already feel like time is bonkers more than ever. It's moving so fast, but also feels so slow at the same time. And so much momentum is now happening where I feel like a lot for me was still creating a lot more spaciousness to be able to fill in that spaciousness with what gets to come through during this time. So it feels like we're finally starting to get back more into the the collective forward motion energy, which is so fun. But of course, as we know, it can't always be that way. So, well, let's just start with who are you? Let our audience know a little bit more about you and and what you do and how you got into this line of work. And then we'll we'll see where the conversation takes us. Mm. Such an amazing question, you know, it's, and I feel like it's kind of a tricky question. Like, who are you, right? Like, I don't like labeling and I don't like putting myself in a box because it's so funny, Lindsay. I feel like if you ask me today, my answer will be maybe different than tomorrow. You know, it depends of how am I feeling, what's coming through, what I'm, you know, working on, what am I creating? So I feel like it can be always changing depending on how we're feeling, where we are in our life. And I would say like right now would really resonate. It's me seeing myself as an activator because on my journey, I saw that so many people coming into my life felt really activated in the possibilities, in the abundance, in their own light, really owning their gifts. And it was not something specific that I did. And of course, like we get certification, learn modalities, are excited to use it with people and our clients. I feel more so it was who I was being on my journey and people could feel it because I feel like no matter what we say and what we do, people can just feel it. I used to own, you know, six years ago when I started as entrepreneur, I would call it by accident if I would believe in accidents, but my first company was social media marketing agency. 
So I was helping entrepreneurs to be seen and heard and attract their clients and things like that. And I started to feel soon in my journey there that it was just a very small part of it. It was just a stepping stone. And so I really allowed myself to follow the curiosity that I had on my journey. And it's something that I had to learn and allow myself because that's not how I was growing up. You know, I grew up in very small country in Czech Republic and small town. Hence, that's my unpronounceable name and accent from <laughs> because people are always wondering. They're like trying to I, I talk or they look at my name and they're like, where is she from? You know, <laughs> like they're trying to like put me in the country. So I think it's like um, an amazing icebreaker, you know, when I meet people. So making it easy for people. And I feel like where I grew up, there was a lot of scarcity. And I don't mean like a poverty, like Czech Republic, it's beautiful. We have a good economy. It's not like third world country. However, there was a lot of scarcity of like love and um, just like feeling not enough and not worthy and unlovable. And all these stories, I kept repeating them in everything that I was creating in my life for almost three decades, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it really helped me to experience the contrast and realize that we're meant for so much more. And it's so inspiring for me to see that now, especially after what was happening the past couple of years, right in the world, so many people are awakening to that truth too. They realize like, hey, I know I'm meant for more. I know that this is not it to life. And so many people are just rising up into the occasion. And I learned that when we allow ourselves to like receive and embody our gifts versus just work hard, just strategies, you know, that's who I used to be when I started my business, strategies, worksheets, all these things. And then I was physically sick all the time because I burned out because there was no harmony in my energy. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn to balance my feminine energy, invite her in, embrace her in. And it was beautiful experience. And I feel like so many of us, especially women, we are hustling, working hard, trying to like do it all because we're like, I'm a superwoman. I can do it all right. And then we burn out and we feel unfulfilled and we sing, we take it personal and we think something is wrong with us. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, for those of you that are tuning in and you know my story, it's very similar. And this is why I love asking this question because, and I'm actually, as of late, I've been talking about this a lot on my podcast. I've been very curious about any sort of creative artist, paradigm shifter, mystic, revolutionary leader in history and the life that they went through and what they had to endure and right, like the contrast that you talk about, right? So it's like you very well could have been a victim of your circumstances, right? You know, and I believe and I I feel that you believe this too, that we choose where we live. We choose the families that we're born into We for our evolution. And right. And so right to be in that and to see, you wouldn't know what it's like to be in this resonance if you didn't see the way that people were living, if you didn't see and feel the way that people were carrying themselves and in fear and overworking and suffering and not intimate and hiding. And I just, I, I love this story because it shows us that we all are so individuated. You and I barely know anything about each other's lives, right? We have an energetic connection and recognize that our work is very similar, yet completely different backgrounds, completely different life circumstances, yet coming back to the same place, which is, yes, as an activator, we are showing you how to activate your truth, your power, your light from within through us being ourselves and showing you what's possible. So yes, I'm so excited. Is there anything else you want to add to that before we move through? No, I, I feel complete with that. Beautiful. Yeah. So we talked a bit about soulful success 
So a lot of your work is obviously centered around the self-worth conversation, around the abundance story. And abundance can mean money. But as you mentioned, there abundance of love, abundance of relationship. It can be formless, you know, it can have form, it can be material, it can be, you know, a resonance within. But I would love to know, let me just ask you your definition of success mm-hmm. without the soulful first. it's interesting because I feel like you know success like without soul is no success at all that's what I keep saying because I feel like if we look at it in a traditional way success it's just achievement right like I achieved something I plan for something I achieve it I'm successful but what I find out through my journey it's like I set the goals I got it I did it and then I felt empty I felt like is this it? And it's so very interesting because I kind of knew, even as I was like a little girl and growing up, that if I really, really, really want something, like I can do it. You know, like I wanted to get to a school and it was like very, like back in Czech Republic, it was a school of economy and it was prestigious school that they were not taking many people. And I got in and then I wanted to travel. I moved to London. I moved to Spain. I went and did school in the United States, you know, got my bachelor's, got my master's degree, did corporate job. Like I was, you know, greatly paid there. I wanted to get married, got married. And all these things that on the outside were like, I want it, I got it. And then it's like that feeling of like, why am I not feeling different? Why my life, it's not different. So it's like, I was doing all the right things and I didn't feel right. So success, it's really nothing if there is not soul and if you're not doing it soulfully. Yes. Yeah. And I believe that's the the reversal that, that we're seeing on the planet. I mean, we're seeing it again, why I'm so obsessed with learning about people that are more in the public eye, celebrities, right? Why we see people choose to end their life, why we see people still struggling with depression. We're seeing more and more celebrities come out with this, right? Because they think, oh, I've got the fame. I've got the money. I've got, you know, the beautiful family. I've got the house. I've got, I can go anywhere in the world, right? But it's that same premise of, looking outside of self to feel whole, right? It's got to come from within, Mm -hmm. which of course is attached to that self-worth conversation. So what is your definition of soulful success? So it's when we said like, you know, like success is just achieving things like checking off your list and really not feeling fulfilled. Soulful success, it's when you really tap into who you really are, your intuition, when you heal the wounds, when you heal the past, when you heal the generational like traumas, and when you can look and be fully unapologetically mm-hmm. yourself, expressing your gifts and being abundantly paid. That's what I feel like it's really true soulful success when we can live from a place of knowing, from a place of alignment and from place of like, there is this sense of, I know why I'm here and I know what I'm doing makes a difference. So it's not just checking of your list. Like every day, you know that how you are showing up, it's making a difference. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. And it's, it, it's so fascinating because this is about doing the work we will never feel whole, prosperous, successful, unconditional love if we don't look at the places that caused us to feel unworthy or shame or heartbreak or loss or whatever it is. So I'm very curious to know because I now, you know, as we continue to evolve, we start to have a greater understanding of the events of our lives And what we co-create and main, you know, major events are more of the monotonous day-to-day self-sabotage, you know, inner critic conversations that start to make up, right, our journey, our soul journey in human form. So I'm, I'm very curious to know if there was, you know, what was maybe one of the first events where you felt that you were in an initiatory time of, okay, this isn't working or if it was more just like a slow build, like a slow drip of just feeling your life force being sucked from you. It's very interesting. I feel like there were some like bigger alive events, but mainly it was just like 
little by little, you know, it was really progressive and getting to the point, like something really has to change. Like when I was 18, I attempted to suicide, you know? So I got to the point of like, if this is life, like if this is why we came here, I don't want to live it, you know? So that was 18. And then a decade later, I got into another like breaking. I feel like it's always like a decade, you know, because now it's like literally a decade later, and last year was the hardest year of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's very interesting. And this is just me like realizing it now when I'm putting it on the timeline. I was around, so 18, attempt of suicide, 28, getting into a very dark place because, you know, I was battling with eating disorder for almost two decades. And I was in a place that I was feeling like so physically, emotionally, spiritually exhausted. I was literally sobbing on my knees, crying and say like something has to change. And that's when I found Louise Hay and, and you know, mm. Dr. Joe Dispenza. And that's what really brought me hope and that spark of life that I needed back then. Now, I am 38, like this past year, which is another decade. And, you know, I went through like moving a country, experiencing miscarriage with our twins that, you know, like it was conscious conception. So that year was so challenging for me. And I feel like it really helped me to trust myself deeper, trust my body more, really seeing like how incredibly, literally incredible supporting my husband is. Like it's it's nice when you have a beautiful relationship when everything is good, but when you're literally going through hell and you have someone there 24 seven, it's it's so life-giving. So it it really helped me understand like, what kind of relationship, friendships, and team I built. Like my team was there with me, not like my husband 24-7, but like, you know, every day throughout this journey, like loving me, nurturing me, doing the work for me, you know, so we can at least maintain, you know, if not grow. So I feel like these are such a huge initiations because they always like, they show you the darkness, They show you the shadows. You are like literally have to embrace it. Like there is no way out. Like you're in the thick of it. And something even more powerful will come out of that. Like after what I experienced last year, I'm like, I want to do my relationships differently. Not like my closest one, but like outside in the world. And I want to do my business differently because up until that moment, I was doing only 101, which I love so deeply. I will keep that and retreats and in-person events. And now I'm like, okay, like having a family and like wanting to like take care of me and my body, I get to create spaciousness. I get to bring in more people and trust. So we are creating masterminded. We are launching this March, you know richly rewarded so we can alchemize every experience because like we started you know with today's show it's like yeah I could feel like a victim and poor me and trust me like I had a period when I was like screaming yelling crying and my husband when he told me talk to God I was like no I'm pissed at him so it was just like you know I went through all of my feelings and I was able to alchemize it and ask myself, how can I make my life and the world better? Because I went through this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, everything that you share resonates and again, completely different life experience, but this is the ticket. And, you know, you and I talked before this that we're both an open book and, and there's a level of leadership that begins to come through and service that then begins to generate that life force. So it fee, you know, people always ask all the time, like, how do you have all this energy? And how are you able to show up? And it's like, because sometimes I am screaming at God, right? Like, this is it. Being victim is an energy that then you feel it so that you can continue to move through all of the emotions. And so I get angry and I cuss at my divine support team not that, I mean, not on the regular, but it happens like when I'm in those moments, because that is part of it. And then it catalyzes you and propels you into something better. What's interesting is I know that Richard Rudd talks about this in the gene keys. We see it all the time um, with psychologists, how our 
how you know we kind of move in these seven year cycles. Again, the synchronicities here in my book that I just published at the end of 2022, as I was writing, I started to realize that every decade of my life had a major catastrophic event, near death experience, losing a childhood best friend, chronic debilitating health issues, dark night of the soul. (laughs) You know, some of my deepest, darkest moments actually were also in the last five years. But I believe it's because my level of consciousness is elevating. And so it's almost like what I believe is spirit, source, God, whatever we want to call this universal intelligence, as we expand our consciousness, right, we get hand delivered more to help us uncover the gifts to help us move through that. And I believe that's what we're seeing on a collective scale. So it's not that things are worse on the planet. It's that our, our consciousness is elevating. And so there's more contrast, there's more being illuminated, and there's more institutions and things that are dissolving that are no longer working. And what I'm hearing from you and what my audience is most drawn to me is my ability to have this place of neutrality. The neutrality is not from a place of bypassing. It's from a place of feeling. You know, Petia expressed I could not imagine losing two little babies. And I I would imagine you're on the other side, but you're still grieving that. You're still integrating that. And this is what is so important that I want us to start to wrap up the conversation with is it doesn't mean that life gets any easier. It's that our relationship with life shifts and we start to slow down and create the space to ask, what is this? And to allow yourself to be in it long enough to then have an understanding on the other side instead of moving through it so fast. So I I really, and uh, you know, the suicide, like this is where if anything that you get out of this today is that you hear Petia sharing, you know, some of her struggles that last year, I mean, we're still in it. I've expressed what I've been going through, but you're seeing how we're able to move through it in a more graceful way and show others that's why it's so activating because we're not on a pedestal. We're literally in the trenches doing the work and that's what it takes. So is there anything that you want to add to that before we can share all the ways that people can get in touch with you and and, and know your world a bit more? I love what you said. And I feel like it's it's very important to remember. And this is a mantra that I used to say to myself and I still remind myself of that when I'm going through something challenging or, you know, outgrowing something is you're perfectly made for your purpose. Hmm. Remember you're perfectly made for your purpose. You stop trying to fit everywhere and, you know, change yourself, but really embrace who you are. And that helps you to go through life smoother and easier and with so much more, so much more support in your life. Yeah. Because I think about if, If we stayed in complacency, like if there was nothing that came here to ruffle our feathers and to shake things up, we would stay the same because we like being comfortable as a human species. It's nice to be like, oh, I got nothing to do today. This feels nice. Right. And so when we get in that space of complacency, you know, source will deliver us something, whether again, it's that slow drip of like, this isn't you, this isn't you. And what starts to happen is you start to have faith in yourself, in the collective, in the world. It doesn't mean that we're Pollyannas and we're just closing a blind eye. We still have the same hurt and the same desires for humanity, for healing, for all beings on this planet to thrive, to love, to feel what it feels like, to feel safe, you know? And so I do feel that there's a responsibility especially for those of us that are currently residing in the Western world. Where are you currently located, by the way? So we lived up until a couple of months ago in Mexico, Tulum, and okay. we just moved back to States, to Las Vegas. Okay, right. So North America, South Central America, obviously there's still some, you know, um, you know, third world, world countries in there. But really, like for me, I believe that I chose to have a resource life to do something with it, you know? And I also believe that, we reincarnate, 
not everybody believes that. So I don't feel separate. I understand our individuated nature and I understand that we have, you know, our soul, right? Like all of the ancestry of our soul. And then we have the ancestry of this body. And so I feel a lot of times I feel the hurt that's happening. Like I talk about what's happening in Iran right now, right? We what's talking with, with Ukraine right now. I feel that. And I also start to notice where am I participating in the suffering on the planet? Where am I still not showing up in my leadership? Where am I still at war with myself? Where am I still acting as a dictator, right? Where am I still trying to control because it helps me be able to have these conversations to keep showing up, right? To use our voice. And I think what starts to happen when we start to actually meet those parts of ourselves, and then there comes a time where we integrate it and we start to share it, it creates momentum. And then people feel it. And then it gives others permission to use their voice too, because there's a zillion ways that we can show up in, in leadership. It's it's not meant to all look the same for all of us. So I want to thank you for this beautiful conversation. It's the first of many because I'm actually blown away in the best way of how many synchronicities in just what you shared with your life and your life experience. Do you want to share... Um, any of the exciting news outside of your business that's happening in your life right now, now that you're on the other side of last year? <laughs> well, I feel like there's always a journey, you know, on the other side, you know, but um, we are um, pregnant again with my husband. Um, so we're celebrating that because I feel like, like you said, right at the beginning of our podcast, everything is happening in a divine timing. And that's what I really feel like. It's really beautiful divine timing on stepping into new possibilities and like how we are weaving our personal and business life together. So I'm very excited to see what 2023 will bring with the new motherhood, with a new little baby, you know, and, and our business like growing around it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've, I have so many colleagues and dear sisters that it's like, right? It's, it changes your world for obvious reasons, right? But of course, everything else in your life gets to, gets to grow around it, with it, through it. So I am celebrating you. And again, thank you for sharing your journey publicly. I, I know that you had some podcast episodes about your miscarriage journey. And again, just showing you it's possible when you surrender, when you trust. Mm. And have you ever read Spirit Babies? Of course, three times. Yeah. <laughs> I read it all the time. And and so I've also shared, you know, I've started my conscious conception journey, but really it's actually, I'm starting with myself. I, I thought I was like ready to really go in there and be like, all right, I'm ready. But I realized there was a lot more with my body temple that I, you know, really got to uncover, especially in terms of the self-worth conversation, especially around my relationship with work. A lot of my journey also has been, right, like where to truly be in the flow, be in the feminine, be in the heart, and then let the masculine, the mind, the support serve me, serve my essence. And it feels like, well, first I'm like, I might be coming to ask you questions. But for those of you who have struggled with miscarriage. There's even a chapter on abortion in there. I mean, there's all of these beautiful practices to start to connect with your spirit babies, which I know you and I didn't even get to, but we are so connected that I'm sure you even connect to your twins still, right? And how we start to recognize that we can communicate on the other side. We can communicate in any moment, really, to our to our guides, to our angels, to our galactic family, to any any beings who have crossed over. And so I just I love that you're able to now share the continuation of your motherhood journey. So thank you. All right. So where can people find you? And obviously you have this beautiful mastermind starting. We'll make sure we put more information for that in the notes below. And if there's anything else you want to close with. 
my favorite place to connect is Instagram. You know, that's where we connected. I feel like that's, you know, where I share a lot of my wisdom and a lot of my journey. And you can find all the information on my website, petiakulubova.com too, for my mastermind. We are now taking applications and that's petiakulubova.com forward slash applications because we are keeping this mastermind really intimate. It's called Richly Rewarded and it's going to be nine months journey into really creating a business that it's soulful, fulfilling and creating the impact with more ease. So there's a lot of hands-on support. Um, and I'm super excited for it because we are bringing in everything that I have used on my journey that helped me create multiple six-figure mm. business with ease. Mm. So just breathing that in, right? If you feel like you've just started your journey, if you feel like you are unsure of what's next for you in the business realm, in the motherhood realm, in the life realm, right? Just again, feeling mm feeling what it feels like, you know, there might be moments of like, I want that. Why can't I have that? Or why me? Beautiful. Feel that move through it. And then let stories like Petia's, right? Show you what's possible for your life. Because it is possible. We are so limited with our thinking minds that truly anything is possible. So thank you. Thank you for for saying yes to being with us today. I know that you are you know, pregnant and taking care of yourself. So I appreciate your time. I know that it is precious and I can't wait to continue the conversation. Thank you so much for having me and for all the work you're putting in the world. Thank you. Thank you. Much love, everyone. Thank you so much for your presence and contribution and tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you. If you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast in reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings. Mm-hmm.